Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports independent tech news directly. If you're not already a member, become one at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, December 4th, 2018. In Los Angeles, I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from the Finnish countryside, I'm Patrick Beja. And in for Roger Chang, I'm associate producer Anthony Lemos. Thank you for joining us, Amos. Uh, a lot of folks reached out and were wondering if everything was okay with Amos up there in Alaska with the earthquake. Uh, it was very kind, very, very nice of you. I know, Amos, you appreciated all of that. I, I really did. Uh, everything is fine for the most part. I don't know of anybody that got seriously hurt in the local community Good. and definitely not in my, in my home, in my family. Gotcha. Uh, well, we are going to talk about an epic adventure for Epic Games in developer revenue sharing. Uh, but let's start with a few tech things you should know. Facebook announced its annual F8 conference will be held on April 30th through May 1st, 2019 at the McEnery Convention Center in San Jose, California. Registration for the event isn't open yet, but developers can go to the F8 website for updates and more information. Might be an interesting one. Quora announced Monday that, quote, a malicious third party, end quote, gained access to its systems. And CEO Adams D'Angelo says that the hack has uh, may have compromised a hundred million users' names, email addresses, and encrypted passwords. Data imported from other social networks, such as contacts and demographic information, could also be compromised. The hackers may also have records on both public and private actions taken on Core. So every developer out there uh, who's ever had a supervisor look at the plans to secure things better and said, Eh, is that really going to be a problem? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, it will. It will absolutely become a problem. IDC's estimates show that Xiaomi has taken over as the leader in wearable sales in the third quarter thanks to the Mi Band 3 fitness tracker. Xiaomi's sales rose in India, Europe, and the Middle East, even while their home market share fell a little bit. Apple fell from the lead in the wearables uh, in IDC's estimates to second place. All right, let's talk about a crazy, crazy set-top box, Patrick. 
So, French telecom Iliad announced the Freebox Delta set-top box. It has six Devialet speakers, Amazon voice services, Sigfox IoT service, Zigbee smartphone, smart home connectivity, and more. It has gigabit internet port, Ethernet port, sorry, a terabyte hard drive, and can raid up to four drives to create an S. It supports AirPlay, Bluetooth, and Spotify Connect, and a suit of apps like YouTube, Dailymotion, and Twitch. Subscribers get the cheapest Netflix, Netflix tier for free, and new subscribers get a connected camera, door sensor, and motion detector for free as well. The box costs 10 euros per month over 48 months on top of whatever service you're paying for. It is, as TechCrunch writes, a bowl of Chocapic. <laughs> What's Chocapic mean? It is a delicious uh, brand of cereal, uh, chocolate-flavored cereal, mm. as you might okay. have guessed. So, so meaning that this is a good deal. It kind of is. Um, so that company, Iliad, is actually better known by the name of its uh, ISP, Free, which is uh, the one that brought the triple play type set-top boxes to the world. And uh, the reason why in France, set-top boxes or internet uh, TV boxes like the Apple TV and such took a while to get in because we essentially already had all of those things. Free is an ISP that is very geek-centered and brings innovation where other incumbents are very happy to not uh, do anything new or different. The drawback of that ISP is that it has very often had uh, spotty service and has been fighting with YouTube and Netflix uh, for peering agreements. I'm guessing that uh, by now, given that they include all of those services in their offering, they have worked things out probably with uh, commercial partnerships, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, wow. So so if I have this right, Patrick, uh, Xavier Neal is a big in the startup scene in France. And so he's taken that connectivity, uh, you know, that 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 sort of knowledge and, and got a bunch of startups to throw everything they could think of his way for this box as I don't know if it's a last ditch effort, but it seems like, you know, a sort of emergency effort to stop the erosion of freeze market share. Um, I guess that could be seen like that. Xavier Niel, Xavier Niel or Xavier Niel, if you want to pronounce it Niel. the American way. Niel. <laughs> um, he's the guy behind the uh, School 42. Uh, I, I guess you've heard about that one. It's also being implemented in the Valley, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it, and it's, it's not the first time that he's done something like this. Actually, Free has been known, you know, since the early 2000s when they launched the ISP. They have always innovated and had interesting set-top boxes. Uh, I think the recent issues have been um, uh, uh, caused more by the quality of the service, which I was referring to, than by the quality of the offering, you know, of the, 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 the thing they provide, the hardware. Um, this seems to fix basically every problem they've had if the, the service, the network improves. And it also allows them to actually increase the price of the subscription to their, uh, to the ISP, which had been stuck at 30 euros, um, for a very long time. And now it's 10 or 20 euros more expensive, depending on the, on the box you choose. 
which might help in turn uh, improve the service and their peering agreements and network. And be a tasty bowl of chocolate stuff. <laughs> of course. I learned something today. Windows Central sources say that Microsoft's Edge web browser, which... I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I have lots of grumbling to do. Is going to be replaced with a new web browser built on the open source Chromium platform and its Blink rendering engine, which is the same as Google's Chrome. Codenamed Anaheim, the new browser for Windows 10 would replace Edge as the default browser on the platform. Although, if you if you don't like Edge, it still might be called Edge, but maybe be a better version of Edge. Yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, I think Opera uses the Blink engine, if I'm, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, right? Uh, so this would not be the first time that another browser has used this engine. Although the way Windows Central wrote it, and I'm not sure if this is a misinterpretation or not, they would actually be using Chromium, not just the Blink engine. Uh, I would be a little bit surprised if they actually used Chromium and rebranded it as Edge, although it's an open source platform. They they would, would be able to do that if they wanted. If they're just using the Blink rendering engine. That's a little more normal. Uh, I do think it's really interesting to see an open source project that's owned and run by Google uh, having Microsoft jump on board in a major way. That could be very good for things if that forces that open source project to move a little bit away from from being dominated by Google. At the same time, if they were going to do that, I really wish they would have jumped into Mozilla and, and used the Firefox engine, which is also an open source project that is operated by an independent foundation. Uh, I think it might have had other... I think it would have seen... Mozilla might have been seen to be tainted by Microsoft more than Chromium for some strange reason. You know, my, Mozilla is super independent and seen as one of the... Uh, uh, non-influenced by the big tech companies mm -hmm. uh, entity. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to be calling it Edge. I think they might need to change the name if only to get a feeling of newness. Maybe they could, I don't know, go to something to explore the wonderful world of the internet, like the Internet Explorator. <laughs> Pretty sure they're like not going to call it Anaheim. <laughs> Maybe not. I think it's just going to be called Edge. I think it's just going to be the you yeah. know yeah, just like when Opera just, put, Edge has gotten better. Yeah, when but, Opera mm. moved to the Blink engine, they didn't re rename Opera. Why would you're moving off of Edge HTML? Uh, because because one of the issues is that Edge has is carrying a negative image. So I don't know if it, maybe, maybe. I think that's giving Edge too much credit. I don't think a lot of people even know <laughs> it exists. Though, even. But yeah. it's fine well, though. The fine browser Edge, Edge is better yeah. and keeping the name I think actually helps the Edge brand rather than Microsoft being like, oh, now we got a whole new browser because Edge was a yeah. failure. A new image. Mm, CB did there. Alphabet will launch its Wing drone delivery service, Patrick, in Helsinki, Finland, this spring. Oh! Uh, Wing spent 18 months in southeastern Australia testing delivery of food, drinks, medicine, and household items, uh, and now wants to expand that to the Helsinki area. Meanwhile, Ghana has signed an agreement with Zipline International for the delivery of health supplies nationwide. Zipline already does this in Tanzania and Rwanda, although Ghana's parliament uh, deferred the finalization of the agreement while it completes regulatory checks, there's also some debate about the cost of the program. So um, it's it's not going into effect yet. But Zipline 
is very successful in Tanzania and Rwanda. And if it does navigate the political obstacles here in Ghana, this would this would be a big win for them. These are actual drone delivery operations from actual companies in both cases. You may be thinking, hey, what about Amazon? Weren't they supposed to do this? Well, as a matter of fact, five years ago, December 1st, CBS's 60 Minutes did its famous story, quote unquote, about Amazon's promise to deliver packages by drone. And in that story, as Reuters points out, uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry, AP, AP News points out, uh, Amazon said, yeah, we'll be delivering packages by drone within four to five years. I don't know. Maybe they didn't mean we as in Amazon. Maybe they meant we as the human race, in which case they were right. <laughs> well, it's not as if Amazon isn't practicing this whole thing. Sure. So, you yeah. know, I mean, like it might me be a little semantic argument, but it's yeah. not as if Amazon isn't trying to make this happen and certainly um, t- test using it. Uh, Patrick, is is there anything, I don't know, you know, as far as uh, drone delivery in, in your neck of the woods where it, it, it would make more sense than, than other topographic areas? You know, I live about two hours away from Helsinki. So literally my neck of the woods is literally my <laughs> neck of, of the actual woods. <laughs> literal woods. You know? So I don't know what range those uh, drones ha- have, but I'm guessing that Helsinki means, you know, probably Helsinki. Um, I don't I don't think I would have great use for it in a very rural area. It's almost faster to go by car. Um it it probably is. I never really thought about this, but I'm guessing it's a little bit more useful in urban areas. I mean, well, I'd love to it, I guess it's not practical. It depends on the terrain, areas. right? It's zipline is doing this in Rwanda and Tanzania because it's difficult to drive medical supplies and blood of tests, course, of course. you know, over the mountains as terrain uh or through jungle terrain in some cases. So, I don't know if your roads are frozen and you want to order some stuff and it could come to you by drone, that might that might be good. If they deliver pizza, pizza then <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> I mean, yes. Man after my own heart. Uh, Brazil's WhoBox Robotics has created the Wheelie 7 that uses AI to recognize 10 facial expressions that can be used to control a wheelchair. Users can assign expressions like raising an eyebrow or sticking out your tongue to movements like forward, rotate, and stop. WhoBox partnered with Intel to create a combination of deep depth sensing camera, robotics, and sensors to work with facial recognition software. 60 people in the U.S. are testing the system. I love this story. Now, Intel uh, is trumpeting this uh, as an example of using Intel technologies. Uh, but I want to give WhoBox Robotics uh, the credit for assembling all this stuff. And granted, Intel is a big part of this with the development of the technology behind it. But uh, WhoBox is is implementing it. Uh, so so I don't know if they're getting as much of the credit in some of the stories that I saw. So I kind of wanted to tilt it their way. But what a what a great situation to be able to for for you know for folks who who have to rely on sensors especially and can't even operate a joystick this could be this could be revolutionary right that that's really the kind of thing that is not going to be useful for a lot of people on this planet but those who will have a use for it uh because i'm guessing they can't really uh, make any use of their limbs it's going to be super useful i'm guessing yeah yeah um, well and you know in the sense of and of course it's very case by case, but you know, uh, some folks who are quadriplegic mm-hmm. uh, have right. been able to 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 make use of their wheelchair by um, um, uh, uh, to- by their tongue, 
but that means something that is in their mouth that their tongue is actually touching. Yeah. So if there's something that's in front that gives you a little bit more freedom um, to to use the technology to to get around, but it be less invasive personally than mm-hmm. physically, um, I can imagine that that is a real win for accessibility folks. Yeah. It it really feels like uh, people that had an issue that they know they knew were an issue that looked for a solution rather than something that often happens in tech, a solution that le- then looks for an issue uh, uh, to, to solve. Well said. A new study by DuckDuckGo claims that Google personalizes search results, even if users are logged out of their Google accounts and using the private browsing incognito mode. Google responded by saying that search results can change by the minute, sometimes even by the second, especially for news topics. The company also says that personalization has done only a fraction of the total number of search queries, and location and recent queries are often used to help understand the context for a search. However, Google also says that it doesn't personalize uh, results for incognito searches using signed-in search history, which is something that people were a little worried about. Well, <laughs> I guess that doesn't sound like a straight answer to me. Um, let, me let me just say, let me just say something here. I am a big fan of DuckDuckGo. I love their business model. I love their way of approaching things. This is. This is a little bit of hyperbole. Self-serving. It is very self-serving. Yeah. And what DuckDuckGo built their reputation on is we don't track you. We just look at your search query. And if you are typing in, you know, uh, DVDs, we'll put up ads for people who sell DVDs, right? We'll just base on the query. I mean, Google could create a study that shows that DuckDuckGo is is tracking you, even though they don't say, because they serve ads related to your search query, which would be similar to this. Because I do believe what Google says, which is that they take into account location, which comes from your IP address. It's not your GPS location, but it's your region. And they take into account previous queries, which DuckDuckGo also does, and then comes up mm-hmm. with search engine results. And I do believe that Google is changing those results every second because of the way their algorithm works. And it would appear difficult to create the same results twice in that situation. So I'm not letting Google off the hook. Maybe there is some other stuff and it's worth investigating to find out. But just on the information we have from DuckDuckGo, I don't know that this is a smoking gun. Mm, I'm, I think... Uh, they Google could have stated it a little bit more plainly, which worries me. Whenever well, the company if it's not a plain explanation, it. though, this is as plain as you can state it. If this is the truth, well, I'm. I, I it seems to me that what what DuckDuckGo is saying is. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. 
With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. As well, it personalizes your search. Google could have said, yes, we use, uh, uh, you know, we use location and that's it what else like list give a list of what they use to google says it doesn't personalize results for incognito searches using signed in search history period yeah which is kind of what what duck duck go was saying Mm. so they refuted the main contention outright i don't know man well yes okay that is the most important thing like if you if they were using your signed in (laughs) information when you weren't signed in, that would be a huge concern. And they do refute that. So I take your point. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Now, you may have been wondering about the Epic Game Story. Well, yeah, Epic Games announced it will launch its own digital game store for Mac and Windows. A version of Android will come later in 2019. You'll be able to get it online or through the Epic Games Launcher. Uh, which if you play Fortnite, you use the Epic Games Launcher. Uh, Epic says it will not require DRM. Uh, in order to be in its store, they'll allow DRM-free sales. And here's the big cont- point. Developers will receive 88% of revenue from sales. Users of the Unreal Engine, who usually have to share a percentage of their sales in order to use the Unreal Engine, will not have to pay that 5% engine royalty on sales through the Epic Store. It'll just be part of the 12% that Epic is keeping. Now, that goes against the usual 30% that most stores like Steam take. In fact, Steam recently instituted tiers, lowering the cut it takes to below 30%, but only if your revenue tops $10 million. Uh, more information on the Epic Games store is coming probably December 6th at the Game Awards. Patrick, this is kind of a big deal. It is a huge deal, especially since this announcement is coming like three days before Steam announced that they would graciously lower their uh, percentage from 30% to 25% if you top 10 million, and then to 20% if you top, think of a number. What number do you think you have to top to get to oh, I, 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 I See if I remember it right. Is it 50 million? 50 million, yeah. which only two games in the history of Steam have uh, reached. <laughs> 
And this seemed like a pretty big deal when Steam announced it a couple of days ago. And uh, Epic is essentially destroying uh, the this that announcement, ridiculing it with their own announcement. I'm pretty sure it's so close together that they can't have planned it. I doubt they did um, to come out so close so so close to one another. But this is really significant because the um, g- PC game store ecosystem has been kind of stagnant for years now ever since ever since valve launched uh, their steam store and it's been over 10 years it took a few years to to gain traction but it certainly has been the main way that people get their games on pc for a long time and this is in the context of more and more developers and publishers big ones uh, creating their own platform their own storefront um for people to to reach their uh, subscri- uh their customers directly with that kind of revenue share it almost i i don't know how much it costs to put up and maintain that kind of store but i'm guessing for many of the publishers it doesn't really make sense to have your own store if you can uh, keep 88% of the revenue that you're getting from the Epic Store. So I'm guessing a lot of them might decide, maybe not the big, big ones, uh, but a lot of the middle tier ones might decide, you know what, let's go with Epic. Um, that being said, uh, Steam still has the majority of the player base as their customers. So it's still, you know, the familiarity of it is important. Epic does have, uh, they recently announced 200 million Fortnite players. 200 million. Steam, by comparison, has 100 million uh, users. Of course, a large part of those 200 million Fortnite players are playing on mobile. So it's probably a fraction Mm -hmm. of that that play on PC, but it's significant. It's a lot of people that you can incite to come to your PC store. So it is massive for the the gaming world on PC already, for sure. Yeah, imagine we've talked about with Discord opening its store, uh, the idea that, well, with so many people using Discord to chat while they game, what a perfect thing for Discord to do, to say, hey, why don't you just buy your games here since you're already here while you're gaming? Imagine Fortnite, right? I mean, Discord, as popular as it is, is not as popular as Fortnite. Uh, and, And if you could start a game store on the front of Fortnite... Why wouldn't you? Now, granted, I imagine this is a question I have, Patrick, and I don't know if you know the answer. Is it costly to publish to multiple platforms? That seems to be the wisest choice if you can do it to say, yeah, I'll make my game available on Discord, on Steam, on Epic, uh, and maybe I'll promote it to Epic more because I keep more of the revenue. uh, But why not have it in all the places? Well, traditionally, there hasn't really been many places. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I know. This is a new issue, right? Yeah, there's been Steam, maybe good old games if you want oh, right, to publish right. there as well. Um, now there is also Discord, which you might want to go to. Uh, but this one is really uh, significant because if you get to keep 88%, you might even be able to price it a little bit lower and still get more money, especially if you don't have to pay the 5% if your game is an Unreal Engine game and you don't have to pay the 5% on top to Epic. Uh, because if you sell on Steam and it's an Unreal Engine game, you have to pay 30% to Valve and then 5% to Epic. So the, the, the amount you get to keep is significant. And I think this is a massive incentive for uh, companies to put their games on on uh, on the epic uh, store 
And sure, you can put it on every store if you want to, but I'm guessing that some developers might want to put it first on the Epic Game Store and then maybe put it to Steam later. And if it's a, a game that is highly anticipated, uh, they might want to put it, you know, to it, they might want be enough to drive people to the Epic Store and pay a little bit less, maybe even. Um, and one other thing I wanted to add is in the context of the potential arrival of streaming technology, you know, video game streaming, um, the, it's, we've talked about it a lot. It might be coming in the, in the next few years. Um, more and more developers are not beholden to a, um, to either Steam or, um, Sony or Microsoft for the consoles. They can reach their, customers directly because they can they only need a small app on a set-top box or a tv or something like this or even a mobile device um steam is getting not attacked but you know there's danger everywhere right yeah. now um valve is looking at the five-year 10-year future and thinking you might need to change things um and the last thing i want to add i'm wondering if this will have an impact on the general model of Stores take 30%. That's the way it is. It's like that everywhere, and that's the standard. Um, it might potentially have an impact on stores in general, potentially. Yeah. And, and, uh, and consumers, does it matter to you if you have a few different icons on your desktop where you've got things bought at different places? Or, or is this bothersome and you will really just want to have one place uh, that holds all your digital games? Or are you like, nah, I'm just going to buy physical copies forever? Forget it. Not even going to be part of this unless I got a coupon. Let us know. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Also, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. If you hang out on Facebook a lot, well, we've got a group for you. Facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. And we love your emails. We do. We do. We do. Keep sending them. What do we got today? Oh, Nick actually wrote in. He was talking about our, our conversation about 8K broadcasts and do we need them and where's it all going? Nick says, I work at one of Australia's largest department store chains. Among our many other lines, we carry DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4K UHD Blu-rays. Despite most TVs on the market these days being 4K, including the ones that we sell, DVDs are still the most popular optical disc that we sell. I'd estimate we sell about 20 DVDs for every Blu-ray that gets sold. 4K UHD Blu-ray sales are so rare, I almost want to stop the person buying and ask them about their purchase. Personally, I feel if the TV industry wants to push higher resolutions, they're going to need to work with movie studios to phase out lower quality media and force an upgrade to people's viewing habits. That's a good point. Uh, and it's good to get those boots on the ground perspectives. I imagine the reason you see more DVD sales is that more people have DVD players than Blu-ray players. And yeah. anybody who's not in the market for DVDs anymore just streams and uh, hasn't bothered to buy a Blu-ray player. Well, that's me for yeah. sure. And I think that's where it's going. And and to Nick's point, that the TV industry wants to push higher resolutions. They need to get those 4K streams up. They need to get bandwidth up so that people feel comfortable that they're not going to go over their caps if they have a cap or they have enough bandwidth to stream a high resolution uh, stream. And we've already seen the stores like Play Store and the Apple Store both automatically upgrading you to 4K content. Because the they, they convinced the industry like, hey, you, you need to do this. You need to get people used to it. So they're willing to buy the 4K movies if they have the 4K TV. 
Well, thanks so much for the feedback, Nick. Uh, and thanks for everybody for their feedback. And also thanks to Patrick Beja for being with us today. Patrick, where can people keep up with all of your fine, fine work? Well, the easiest is to go to Twitter and follow me. I'm not Patrick there. I mean, I'm not Patrick. That's my Twitter handle. Just, you know, it's easy. You think Patrick, and then you add a not before it. Um, but if you're looking for a show to subscribe to, you could do uh, Pixels, which is a general gaming show for people who are real quote unquote gamers, or we just recorded an episode of MVGB, the monthly video game briefing podcast, which is an offshoot of DTNS um, with Scott Johnson. And we did a holiday guide of which console to buy in different uh cases. So for different people who are not core gamers, who are casual gamers, which console should you look at for this uh, holiday season? I think you might like it. It's MVGB. So go subscribe there. Yeah, do it now, uh, folks. It's 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 perfect for you. Trust us. DailyTechNewsShow.com slash MVGB. <laughs> All right. We have less than a day. We have zero days left in the holiday offer where you'll get a postcard with some original M. Peralta art on it and a message from us if you sign up for our Patreon. You've got till 12 Pacific on December 5th. That's 3 p.m. Eastern, December 5th. And you'll get a postcard with a special message from us. Remember, you have to give us your mailing address to get the card because we can't mail it if we don't know where to mail it to. Uh, so go sign up. Please get us over the uh, hump. We always want to have one patron more than last month. And uh, last month we had six more. Can we make it seven more this month? Who knows? You do by signing up at patreon.com slash DTNS. Holiday miracles <laughs> around every corner. Uh, speaking of miracles... Well, not really. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. This is a segue that I thought might work, but didn't. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 21.30 UTC. If you can join us live, we would love to have you. And you can find out more and tell a friend at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Scott Johnson. Talk to you then. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.